Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Ray and Martin Show. I am Ray. And I'm Martin. Okay, so today we're doing, as Martin so fondly calls it, a Q&A. Q&A session. All right, here we go by the seat of our pants. We had a caller or a listener uh, call in and ask a couple questions. First question is, what does letting God take control really look like? Is that the whole question? Part two is, why is it so hard to let God take control? And part three is, do you think the general public agree on what letting God take control looks like? I think the third one, people don't agree on what letting God take control looks like. I've heard people say that letting God take control means you kick back and you relax and just God takes care of everything. But then that reminds me of a a story where a man was drowning in the ocean and a ship came by to save him and he's, no, God will save me. And then uh, a a helicopter came by and tried to save him. He goes, no, God's got me. I'm good. And then a scuba diver came by. He's like, oh, God's got me. I'm good. So then he died and went to heaven. And he's in heaven. He's like, God, why didn't you save me? He goes, what? I sent a boat, a helicopter, and a scuba diver, and you refused them all. <laughs> so really, God helps us, but he doesn't, you know, we don't just sit back. We have to kind of help ourselves at the same time. God, we want more of God to lead us than to do things for us. So is that what it means when you say letting God take control? Are we really letting God take control of our lives? What kind, I mean, what is, because we have free will. So what does taking control look like? What does God controlling the world look like? It's more letting God take control of all your worries. Don't worry about things that you can't control. There's a scripture, throw your burdens upon him, right? Somewhere. Don't worry about things that you can't control. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, do you think that that answers all three questions kind of all put together? What does letting God take control really look like? And there's this... there's several ways, right? It's, it's, it's not just kicking back and expecting everything to be taken care of. Okay. It's putting effort forth and trying to, and every time you pray for something, as we talked about in the past, pray for God's will to be done first. And then if it's within your will, then this. And always try to to be helpful of the universe and not and not try and guide your own path like God guides you. Okay, so that goes let to... Let the universe guide you. That makes sense. So this goes to her second question, though. Why is it so hard to let God take control? Or is it? I is mean, it hard? You, I, you've taken that on in the last couple of years, talking about listening to God and letting God direct you. Is it? Is it? Has it been difficult the way we talked about it? I suppose it's been difficult from the standpoint of when I don't like the direction it's going at first. But when I follow through with doing things according to what I've read in the scriptures or from the Buddha books I have, or I think it's called Dharma. Or Where God Leads You, maybe? Where God Leads Me. I guess once I stop resisting. Mm -hmm. Well, if you resist, you can't even hear God. True. So you started listening, you started hearing, you started getting different ways of of getting God's direction to you. And at first it was scary. You didn't want to listen to the direction. But then as you started listening, things started working out for you. Right. So I guess in the beginning, it's scary because it's new and it's unknown and you don't know if you believe it. But then as you start following it, good things happen in your life and it becomes much easier maybe. And one thing I started to do, well, the beginning, what I did was I told God, I'm kind of stubborn and I'm not a total believer in the whole letting go and letting God because I was raised very black and white with the scriptures. So once I decided to let go, let God, I would ask God, please give me black and white signs 
or give me a direct sign so I know I'm on the right path. And then after a while, I stopped doing that. I didn't need to do that as much. Okay. Okay, so do you think we answered those three questions? What do you think? So. Okay, let's call them answered. If they aren't answered, they can let us know. Okay, all right. So then I had another question. So this one came from an anonymous person. Okay. And first they sent me, they started out their question by sending me 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. Okay. Do you want me to read that? Or Sure, why not? Okay, well, it starts at, well, so it says, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. And then they ended that with, are we living in the last days? And does it matter? So I think the first answer, does it matter? Doesn't really matter. Are you going to change the way you act if it's the end of times? I would hope not. I would hope that I would be a good person or try to do good towards others all the time, not just because I thought a certain date was coming upon me. And is it the end of the times? Jesus said we won't know the end of times. I'm pretty much saying probably not because then we'd know it was the end of times. So my question, I guess, expanding on our listeners' question, are we living in the last days and does it matter? If this was written... Wouldn't they be writing for their time? Wouldn't that scripture have been written for that time frame, not so much our time frame? And have things progressively gotten worse from the time that Timothy was written to now? I don't know. I don't know if it matters. Like I said, why do you care if this is the end of times? I guess is my question. I don't. But our reader, our listener, wanted to know if we were living in the last days. Well, since I'm not God, I can't answer that. Um, anybody who can is probably going to be wrong because Jesus says no one will know the end of the days. True. And is there really an end of days? Um, that's another question because was Jesus talking about when we move on to another plane, when we move on to another existence? Basically, nowhere in the Bible does it talk about dying and going to heaven. So what is he talking about? Is he talking about, so then they created this thing called purgatory to handle that. Some religions use this purgatory because they never, never talked about Going from death to heaven, it was always, we'd be raised at the end. So where do you go once you die? And they created this purgatory because no one could believe in reincarnation or different planes or anything like that. So is are there end of days? Or is it more of a spiritual thing that you move on to another existence? Things are bad as you think bad thoughts. Is it really a time or is it a state of mind? There's a lot of things to think in there. And I don't know the answers. Our whole idea is to open people's minds to different ways of thinking about that. Just like revelations may not be about the end of times. It may be about Rome or, or something. You know, it's there's so many different interpretations of everything. And Jesus spoke in parables for a reason. You know, let those who have ears hear. So, but then again, does it matter? And my answer would be no, it doesn't. It's not going to change the way I live, whether it is or not. That makes sense. That makes actually the best sense because that's probably why the scriptures in there that even Jesus wouldn't know the end of times because it wasn't important. You're supposed to live your best life. You're supposed to live your truest life. 
and you're supposed to live in harmony with doing unto others as you do unto yourself, I would think to a point. I know we said once before, or you said once before, maybe not treat people the way you want to be treated, but the way they want to be treated. The platinum rule versus the golden rule. Yeah, we talked about that in a previous podcast. We did. Okay, so hopefully that somewhat answers the question to that reader. And if not, they can write back in or voicemail or whatever. So another person wrote in and asked me something similar. And their question was, what's the purpose of life if we aren't living for a paradise or some sort of hope? So I'm assuming that total assumption that some sort of hope is like a heavenly hope, I'm assuming. Uh, Paradise, I don't know if that means here on earth or in heaven. What is the purpose of life if we aren't striving for something? What's our purpose on earth if we're not striving towards something? Well, my first thought on that, and this is just mine, um, let the listener have their own thoughts, but my thought is that if we're living, if we're doing things to get something, we may be doing them for the wrong reasons. Okay. If we're doing them for their sake of good and to help people and to help people feel better in this world and to help people learn so that they can help others so that we can have a better world and if we go on to other planes of existence, maybe help other planets, then you're doing it for the right reason. Okay, so it's sort of like the previous callers or person that wrote in question on, are we living in the end of times? doesn't really matter. What matters is how the kind of people we are. Well, the re- reason you want to be a quote-unquote good person, you know, I think about good and bad, but... The reason you want to help your fellow neighbor and you want to try and learn to be more godly, more Jesus-like, more more universal spirituality-centered, that is a purpose in itself. It's it's a learning. It's how do we get there? How do we get to where things just roll off? How do we get where we can be like water and just go around things without them stopping us? How do we get to where we can teach others to do the same thing? How do we get to where we can actually hear the universe and understand what it wants? That's, that's the real purpose in life. And there's lots of theories. There's theories that we came down as angels because we were bored in heaven and we wanted to come down and see what it's like to be imperfect, either just because we were bored and we wanted to know or because we wanted to know how to help those who were imperfect or there's a theory that we're down on earth and we were just started as human beings and imperfect and we're never spiritual beings and we're trying to get to that state so however you do it you're there to get to a better state to get to a better connection with god and fellow man and women and everything universe so it really doesn't matter so our whole purpose isn't for something we're not living for something way off in the future i think we continue to evolve and as we continue to evolve that thing that we see changes it's the whole you know i have a theory that the reason jesus spoke in parable is so you didn't learn something before you're ready to hear it oh you've mentioned that before Makes sense. So that kind of goes in line with our final person that wrote in. Should I get baptized again now that they've changed their religious stance and their belief system? Do they need to get baptized again or did their original one tie them to a certain church? No, you're never tied to a church by baptism. Baptism is a, I believe it's a ceremony that brings your brain into believing it's in a new life. 
So it helps you get into that new life stance. So as soon as you take Jesus in, it, it erases you of all your sins. But God's already forgiven you for those sins, I believe. And I believe it's stated a number of places. I won't go into that. If, if our listeners have questions, I can go into that in a future podcast. But we're um, actually getting pretty quick on time. We're wondering if these questions would happen quickly. So I believe that baptism is to help you feel like your sins have been erased. Because God's already forgiven your sins, I believe, as soon as they've happened. It's a learning. And if you learn from them, great. If you didn't, yeah, you might have a harder lesson. But baptism gives you that sense of, okay, I've been reborn. I can start anew. It erases everything you did. But if you listen to any story from Jesus about the lost lamb or anything, as soon as you come back, God's 100% given to you. So it's for you, the baptism, not for them. Now, if the religion requires the baptism and you really want to be a part of that religion, then there's no reason not to. There's no negative to being baptized at Dan. Um, I was at a, a camp, a, a church camp, and we did baptism in a lake, and it was kind of a bonding thing. And there was no problem with it. It was really cool to, to kind of do that. I, I don't believe that it was anything God was there doing, but it was it was a neat bonding experience. And it is, it is kind of like a rebirth, right? Because you go underwater. If you do it by water. You go underwater and then you, you're under there for a little bit and it's like all comes and you come out and it's different. And so it's it's like a new birth. So there's other kinds of baptisms other than water? There, uh, some people do dripping of water on the baby. Some people do baptism right when the babies are born. There's spiritual baptisms. There's, um, yeah, there's a number of them. Interesting. Okay. Well, without getting too far off on too many tangents and subjects, I guess we can wrap that up for today. But there is something that I have a question about. Okay. But we're not going to answer it today. I want to know about Halloween. Okay. Since we are in the month of October, and I am big on decorating, I would like to know what's the history behind Halloween? Oh. Is celebrating Halloween a bad thing? Mm. I know you don't like good and bad. So is it a... (laughs) Uh, is something that we should not do is it displeasing to god Mm -hmm. so that's what i want to talk about on the upcoming podcast mm, sounds exciting okay so i think a new thing i wanted to start doing is putting a lesson with each something people can put into place every day with each podcast a new thing to start doing and do you want the lessons to relate to the podcast that we talked about if we can and if not we're just gonna give a lesson a lesson got it yeah. like it love it so i do think it. a good one with this one would be turn all the negative thoughts you can into positive thoughts i like that there's a the law of attraction they call it and what you think about is what you get so you can turn that into materialistic things or you can turn it into positive vibes or you can turn it into psychologic psychology where you say if i think of good thoughts i'm gonna feel good there's psychologists say if you smile it automatically puts the chemicals in your brain so if you think of a bad thought think of how to turn that into a good thought for example let's say you tripped and you caught yourself on the wall just before you banged your head into the ceiling but you got a splinter in your hand well thank god that all you got was a splinter and didn't smash your head in okay so it's like wow thanks for giving me the strength to be able to catch myself i like that find the positive in every if, situation if possible and if you can add gratitude to it so much the better there's there's so much science coming on now on how gratitude 
gets rid of depression. It helps with medical issues, all sorts of stuff. That would be a good topic. Mm. And I did have a conversation with somebody, not going to say who, but I did have a conversation with somebody who was seeing a therapist and the therapist told this person, start practicing gratitude. And he said, he told his therapist, not going to do it. I can't do that. I need medication. I need this. I need that. So he's resisting the suggestion to find something grateful in his life. Kind of sad. Yeah. But that's my recommendation for our lesson for today. I like it. <laughs> okay, so we're going to wrap it up here and Martin's going to give you his final thought. All right. So open up your heart and mind. Listen to what the universe is telling you and evolve today. Have a great one. We'll yep. chat soon. Take care. Bye.